right. Well, welcome to WFR's Marriage Podcast, a conversation about marriage for marriage. Uh, my name is Trey, and I'm here with my beautiful, lovely bride, Anna. Hello. It's good to be here. Yep. And guess what? We're not alone this week. We're not alone week. this time. So <laughs> welcome back, Jeremy and Kim. Uh, we are glad to be back. COVID hit us pretty hard, just as it did y'all. But we're out of the house, and we're doing things again. Yes. And we've been blessed that we're all back together again. That's yes. right. Absolutely. Amen to that. So here's our topic for tonight. And by the way, this, I think, could be the most important topic uh, as far as implementing something into your marriage. And I think if you're on track with what we're going to talk about tonight, I think everything else, I believe, uh, will follow. So we're talking about uh, spiritual intimacy. And so when we talk about intimacy in marriage, there's sort of this trinity, I guess I would say, uh, as far as uh, emotional intimacy, uh, sexual intimacy, and also uh, spiritual intimacy. And you can't have true, authentic intimacy unless you have all three of those kind of working uh, together. And, and spiritual intimacy is the one, I think, that's least talked about of the three. And most couples don't have uh, a plan to grow together spiritually. In fact, most, most couples don't even talk about it. So yeah. let me ask you guys, why is spiritual intimacy uh, so important? Well, I want to, of course, share this verse out of Ecclesiastes that says two are better than one. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other. Two defend themselves, but a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Did you mention that? I forgot. I didn't think you did. That's why I did. So I can, we can okay. we'll, I'll keep that in there because I thought you'd forgotten and so I wanted to cover yeah. that. Okay. So why is spiritually intimacy so important to me is it's not even... Marriage is not required for spiritual intimacy. You have to have that with God. Right. And so you're, whether you're married or not, you have to have that spiritual intimacy if you're going to call yourself a believer in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be there before the marriage happens. And if it's not there before the marriage happens, then you've got to blend them all three together at some point in time in that marriage. But that spiritual intimacy is such a key part. You have it with God. You get married. You bring a third party in, and it creates that that bond that we want. Right. And, you know, talking about intimacy um, of any of the kinds, you have to ask yourself, what is in, what does it mean to be intimate? And intimacy is just this knowing um, of each other, of all parties involved in the relationship. So if it's spiritual intimacy, there's this knowing of God knowing me mm-hmm. and also me knowing God. There's a relationship there. And so in, in a marriage then, what does it look like to have spiritual knowledge uh, or intimacy with each other? There's got to be this the cord of three strands where now it's not just Trey and I. And knowing each other in our relationship, but it's Trey and I together, this knowing of God and God knowing us and us growing our knowledge together of God, mm-hmm. um, growing in that. Yeah, that's good. Well, when when I listen to what you're talking about and kind of adding on to that, I'm thinking about the word surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrender tonight when I'm thinking about spiritual intimacy because, you know, in the Bible it, it instructs me as a as a, a wife to submit to my husband or surrender to his godly leadership in our home and our family. And uh, then I think about what are we supposed to do as a couple when it comes to submission and surrender? So to me, spiritual intimacy, I'm carrying that role of a woman of God, but then what it is is Jeremy and I both 
surrendering our lives Mm -hmm. as a man of God and a woman of God, both of us as a husband and a wife sitting there surrendering our lives and our marriage to God and putting this whole relationship at his feet. Mm -hmm. To me, that is a very unique, like Trace said, this concept of spiritual intimacy and living out our marriage according to God's way, God's plan, God's design for marriage, surrendering that to him. And like you said, not many couples talk about this or think about this. So I'm in total agreement with you, Trey. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Um, it's, It's more about your relationship with God. I know... Um, in, in our marriage, when Anna and I have a, a conflict uh, about anything, uh, it's, you know, if I have spiritual intimacy with God, now it's not my way and it's not Anna's way, uh, it's God's way. And I think that's part of what spiritual intimacy is mm-hmm. uh, as well. So, yeah, just the, and why is it so important is without that third strand of God and the knowing of Him, knowing what his design is for marriage and how we're supposed to function in marriage. He's the one that created it after all. So I would think he'd be the one you'll want involved in learning how to do this thing called marriage. Because if we're honest, we don't always do it very well or even know how to do it well. But if you add him to it, then you're going to do it right when you do it his way. And he's in the mix of it. And so God knows me through and through. God knows Trey through and through he also created us and so if he's in the mix of it and he his spirit is the one informing me when dealing with my husband and his spirit is the one informing trey when he's dealing with me things are going to go much better than what i think whatever i've conjured up in my head to think about trey and vice versa so i think just that full knowing of each other when the holy spirit is involved in the knowing process, it's going to be more correct. Yeah, that's right. And this should probably also be said that, you know, the reason why spiritual intimacy is important is part of God's design. That's, I mean, right. that's the way he, mm-hmm. he designed Like we said earlier, it's those three areas of oneness. It's not just physical intimacy. It's not just emotional. It's also spiritual. In fact, God said a, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. and The two shall become one flesh. And so it's it's those three things. It's spiritual physical and uh, emotional. Mm -hmm. Well, I I really think there's power uh, for a couple, a godly power that will strengthen us and propel us uh, out of this world situation. We will live differently. We will act differently as a couple. And I think God wants to use our spiritual intimacy Mm -hmm. to his glory because, um, when we do have are spiritually intimate and have given our relationship to God and he empowers us and it helps us to understand each other, like Anna said, um, it, it allows our marriages to be living, breathing, and a reflection of God's gospel, right. uh, God's truth. And we're a reflection to the world. And believe me, the world is watching. And maybe tonight even the world is listening or are listening to this. And, you know, God takes us into a deeper intimacy with him, 
so we have that deeper intimacy with each other and there's power there Mm -hmm. in that that deepens our walk and he uses that Mm -hmm. to to show the world his design for marriage and how powerful it can be Uh, i almost think about uh, it like a rocket Um, when you said that emotional and physical intimacy are, are things that we kind of look at right now and that ignites the rocket but this spiritual intimacy is an afterburner and it gets you into orbit it really propels you and keeps everything going and the thing about it is it's that spiritual connection that keeps you together mm-hmm. it's not just the physical it's not just the emotional right. but it's that mm-hmm. spiritual connection yeah, that boosts yeah. you and really keeps you together and keeps you growing so there's really a benefit to spiritual intimacy and that togetherness and oneness and it really is the best kind of intimacy it really too. is yeah. and we'll, talk well about I, that. I know even what Kim was just saying just to piggyback on that there are many times in our life that we intellectually and emotionally wanted to be done with this marriage. But that connection that we have with God kept us connected. Mm -hmm. When we didn't want to be connected, but we did have a connection with God, we grew up believers in Christ. We grew up serving God. And so even the times when we were not connected emotionally or physically, we were still connected spiritually, and our marriage was able to sustain those times and go through it and come out on the other side. Yeah. And I know in our marriage, like, we've we've had good sex. We've had a good sex life. We've had good sexual intimacy, and we've had good emotional intimacy. But when we finally grew in our spiritual intimacy, all those other areas uh, became so much better. Better. Better than Even we could better ever imagine. better than what they were um, because they weren't rooted and established and held together by that spiritual aspect of intimacy, which is truly... Like, if you think about it, becoming one flesh, what is that? Like, that that's big. That entails a lot. So you can, you can picture that physically when you have sex. You can see, okay, I can physically see that. I get it, sharing my emotions, you know, with someone. But spiritually speaking, I like how what you're talking about. When, when those things are absent, I just think about the verse that keeps coming to my head is like the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead now lives in me. That's right. But he doesn't only live in me. That same spirit also lives in Trey. And so that spirit connecting my individual and a spirit and individual Trey spirit, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge power. It can raise a dead body from the grave. So it can raise a dead marriage too. And it definitely raised our dead marriage when it was dead. So let me ask you guys this. uh, Where do you start? I mean, what what does it look like in a marriage? How how do you build a spiritual intimacy into your marriage? Well, I think Kim said it first earlier. The first thing is surrender and recognizing that your marriage is not your own. Your marriage is God's. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, once you surrender that, there are physical steps. Like one of the things Kim and I did a few years ago that really gave us a great bonding for a whole year is I read the Bible all the way through to her every morning. I didn't read it the whole thing every morning, but over a year's year's time, I read the whole Bible through, but I read it to her. It was something we did as a couple to help our spiritual intimacy. And so those are tactile, concrete things that you can do that gain and grow that spiritual intimacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, and also I feel like you you have to make a decision to work on yourself too. You've mm-hmm. got to really make a commitment that as a woman, I'm going to grow spiritually so I can connect to my husband and grow with him and we can grow together. But uh, one of the things we do is, is we connect and we hold hands when we pray and we pray together and hold hands. Uh, there's not a time that I don't think of that somebody says, let's pray. And Jeremy hadn't reached out and grabbed my hand and held my hand. We may be in a good place. We may be in a bad place, but we always hold hands and we pray together no matter where we are in a season in our walk and that's very special to me and sometimes when we're not near each other and we start praying like where's my hand (laughs) you know and we each have a hand in this and and are helping each other and uh, not letting each other walk alone so I I think about that holding hands and praying all the time yeah I would say to absolutely to connect spiritually with each other you first have to be connected individually mm-hmm. to the holy spirit yeah. and have that relationship but one of the things um so what does that look like that looks like reading your bible talking to god getting to know him individually and then a lot of times Trey and I will share something we just mm-hmm found out new about like hey check this out or we've we read we have times where we read the bible together we've set aside time to get to know god better even together and i was not trying to do that whole better together thing but it is better together um but just seeking to know god um together through prayer through reading his word and sharing just our intimate moments that we have with god there's been things that i've seen god move in my life while trey's at work and i'm at work things happen and it's like hey guess what god did today so just sharing being fully known in those types of Mm -hmm. things yeah we 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 probably know how to grow in our relationship with god individually like me and god but when we talk about spiritual intimacy and marriage it's about growing together in god uh, in christ and uh, pursuing god it's pursuing god more than you pursue each other and that is that is spiritual intimacy. And I think also um, part of spiritual intimacy, uh, and I think this is what, kind of where it started for you and I, is just feeling safe to reveal who you really are right. uh, mm-hmm. to each other, and trusting that the other person is not going to, uh, you know, hurt you with that information. They're going to uh, uh, love you and accept you anyway. And so I think spiritual intimacy helps uh, foster. Uh, vulnerability and uh, authenticity and, and, and return acceptance. Well, another thing is just the accountability as, as a couple and accountable to each other so that, you know, Scripture tells us to spur one another on, encourage one another, and to guide and to... to um, Help the idol if they're if they're idle to to pursue and, and and grow. So you know, I'm just thinking. There's just many times that we just have to be accountable to each other, yeah. and, and and pursue uh, that relationship with Christ and encourage the other one to pursue that relationship and walk with it. And and just another thing that just kind of went through my mind just then. I just think so many t- people don't worship together. Mm-hmm. They don't worship yeah. God together and praise God together. Uh, 
and know that you are blessed as a couple. And, you know, God puts you together. He's poured blessings on you. He's a promise keeper. He's never going to forsake you. So uh, just realizing that you're accountable and just worshiping together and praising God. And we are blessed. We are right. blessed as a couple yeah. and realize that we there's blessings being poured down on us by God. Right. Oh, worshiping together and I could add serving together. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Something that we... I've grown in uh, you yeah. and I. So, uh, so uh, let's think about this practically. What does that look like? Uh, practically speaking, what does it look like in a marriage, and maybe even in our own marriages? What What does that look like in, in your marriage? I know you shared some of that as far as reading right. and praying together, but 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 the next one it would be serving together probably. And we, Kim and I, have had our biggest growth in our marriage in the last eight years, serving in the reengage ministry because it was something finally. That we did together. Right. You know, we both had spiritual lives and spiritual activities before we started working in our reengage program, but this gave us something to do as a couple, and that facilitated so much more growth in us because we were serving God at the same time in the same activity, doing the same thing, and so it gave us a like-mindedness in the process of doing that. Yeah. And you got to experience, and I'm I'm saying y'all, but and us too, like when you get to experience together when God moves in someone else's life. Exactly. Like we're both we're all we're seeing that happen at the same time and they're they're it naturally by God's design builds this unity. Right. Like the spirit of unity because we're on the same mission. Right. That the great commission that Jesus himself gave us is to go into all the world and seek and save the lost. Like, go mm-hmm. make disciples of my people. Like, bring these people. Call them out of the darkness. Share the truth with them. And so it is something that builds this bond because we've seen the creator of the universe change people's lives exactly. literally before our eyes, even besides our own lives. So it's really something that builds a bond. And I think so much. You can see it so evident. If you've ever been on a mission trip, usually you go and you link up with a group of people you've never met in your life before. Typically, it's one week long, but the whole group has the same mission. Right. And it's a spiritual one. We might be dealing with help and physical needs and all these things, too, but the ultimate goal is bringing people to Christ. And by the end of one week, You've been with total strangers. You've built a bond that now lasts forever. Mm-hmm. So just imagine having that when you're on mission for Christ together in your marriage, the same person that you live with every day, how much more is that bond going to be? So I think serving together is huge and getting to see God work in other people's lives. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. far, spiritual intimacy, we we talked about it uh, uh Reading, uh, studying God's word together, pursuing God together, um, uh, praying together, and I think all of those um, is, is spiritual intimacy. I don't think it's how you get spiritual intimacy. I think you get it out of your relationship with God. It's just an overflow of you pursuing Christ together. Um, so, what what keeps us from from pr- pursuing a spiritual intimacy? Hmm. Hmm. I'd say fear of being fully known. Fear of being intimate. What if Trey thinks I'm dumb? Or that's that's stupid. Like, okay, you're just kind of being over the top, you know, about that moment that you had. But, like, that's, I'm just saying my honest opinion. Yeah, or yeah. it's that extreme. Like, oh, uh, he might think I'm 
that's weird or that's a little crazy because God does some crazy stuff. I've seen some unnatural like things happen that only God can do that are amazing. But then there's also the times when I'm struggling spiritually mm-hmm. and this fear of mm, what if he doesn't accept me if he knows this part right. about me. That's yeah. not so great to see and that I'm not on point spiritually that it could be sinful or headed in a sinful direction like I don't want to show that and so I think those are things those two for sure um, can block spiritual intimacy I know there were challenges when we were a young couple that we just did not put God first Mm -hmm. and and putting God before our marriage and realizing that that needed to be the focal point of marriage and so many times young couples will say well you know I'm just not, I don't want to go to church right now. I'm just not in that season. And, you know, we're doing okay. We're not really worshiping anywhere. We don't really have a community. But when you're saying you don't have time, you're not committing to that. And if you don't have a place of worship, you're not committing to spiritual relationship with Christ. That's got to affect your marriage relationship. It's got to. It goes hand in hand. So I really feel like not pursuing that relationship and pressing on to know more about God and spend time with him. And just these roadblocks are going to be thrown up in your life to distract you from that walk and that path, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's Satan and he's trying to devour your marriage. But most of the time, couples will not make time for the spiritual things. And uh, there's another day, another time when I get older and, you know, down the road, when this is not happening, when baseball is finished, you know, all those things come up as as roadblocks really in our intimacy and affect our intimacy. Well, and of course, part of this reason why we don't pursue spiritual intimacy is because we haven't pursued also emotional intimacy with our spouse. We're not fully known. We've got something in our life that we're hiding Mm -hmm. that we don't want our spouse to know. And that blocks our spiritual intimacy. And so that's part of that. That triad that you talked about of the three types of intimacy, if you're not fully known by your spouse, that means you're probably keeping something from your spouse that you don't want them to know. Well, that, of course, is going to hinder your spiritual spiritual intimacy. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think also uh, one obvious one that we hadn't said yet is just there's a hidden sin mm-hmm. uh, and, and one one of the spouses, and which means... Uh, you know your your relationship with Christ uh, is suffering, or you're not walking with Him, or whatever. And so that if there is a hidden sin, um, uh, you you know chances of you having spiritual intimacy is uh, not going to be great because you're uh, not walking uh, with God. And so um, mm-hmm. that's uh, one of the things that keeps us per, from pursuing se- uh, spiritual intimacy. And there's um, one more thing um, that we really haven't talked much about at all. And something that can, that's going to challenge for sure your spiritual intimacy is the devil himself. Exactly. Spiritual warfare is real. And if you've got a couple pursuing spiritual intimacy and growing and building a solid marriage that is going to further the kingdom of God, we have a real enemy and he is not going to like that. So we have to also recognize that that there is another whole entity that is going to challenge our spiritual intimacy that we've got to be prepared we've got to battle that too we've got to fight for our spiritual intimacy and understand the four of us here in this room aren't giving these lists of things that 
out of arrogance. We're given this list out of experience. These were things that we have battled with in our own Mm -hmm. marriage. And so we know the struggle. We still struggle. We're human just like those listening to this are. So, yeah, this isn't an arrogant list. Well, don't do this, 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 and this. No, this is a list of saying, hey, we know. We've been there. And the idea is to replace all these things that we just talked about, replace them and, and, uh, you know, things that kill spiritual intimacy. So any final thoughts, guys, about it before we wrap up? Anyone? Well, I'm excited about couples listening in tonight and just allowing the Holy Spirit to be released in their marriage and uh, just the thought of that experience and opening their hearts to each other, opening their hearts to God. Uh, it's going to be amazing, uh, that relationship and, and thinking about this and studying this, this thought tonight. Yeah, that's great. So to wrap up, um, once again, of these three that we talked about, um, sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, and now spiritual intimacy, intimacy this uh, is the best one to have and so as you grow and mature in spiritual intimacy you find uh, that the lord has begun to change you and to change your marriage and your spouse and if you develop this one if you develop spiritual intimacy you will experience an intimacy far deeper and better than any other kind Uh, but you will grow in all the other areas uh, as well. So uh, if you desire spiritual intimacy, but your spouse does not, I would say, um, you know, pray for them, encourage them, uh, but uh, don't pressure them. Uh, Just pray for them and let the Holy Spirit uh, work on them. So if you have any questions or comments concerning any of our podcasts, or uh, if you want to grow in your relationship with God and aren't quite sure how to do that and take that next step, reach out to us at reengage at WFRChurch.org. Thank you.